listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What's going on, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Rosvoglu Report, on Instagram at Saint underscore Straight Up, and on Facebook at Straight Up Saints. So it turns out, guys, I lied to you. I said that I was going to have one episode and I'd see you next week, but it turns out I got two episodes for you this week. And this one is yet again important on a very very uh, particular topic that has to do with what's going on in this one. And we're going to have Lamar Lewis, a former Saints linebacker, former LSU guy on the show, to talk about, more importantly, Drew Brees' situation. But not just Drew Brees' situation, but the whole NFL, because this is going to be an interesting season for everyone. It's not just about, you know, the quarantine and the short and off season and which storylines are we going to follow. It's also about this movement that's going on in America right now. It's a, it's a big thing. And with the NFL saying that, they, are, they were initially wrong for silencing peaceful protests. Does this mean that we're going to see more teams kneel? Does this mean that teams are going to have some type of uh, gesture that will be made before games every single week? That's something that me and Lamar will talk about in a little bit. And Lamar also had an important comment to make when the Drew Brees comments initially came out. And he tweeted, Drew Brees was once my teammate. Had a long intellectual talk with him in the cold tub once. Drew, you're a smart man. This ain't ignorance. This is picking a side and not caring enough to fight for justice because you're comfortable within your own bubble. Silence is murder. And that tweet blew up. It had 93,000 likes on Twitter. It got a lot of traction, not just because Lamar is a well-respected man, because it's coming from someone who's been teammates with Drew Brees. So you know who that person is on a day-to-day basis. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, man, I got to have Lamar on this show. I have to get his perspective. And then lo and behold, things change. All of a sudden, Drew Brees apologizes. Drew Brees has a little exchange with Donald Trump on social media. And the tides are changing and they're turning. And all of a sudden, Shannon Sharp, who went from Drew Brees to retire, is all all of a sudden saying, you know what? I'm going to give him another shot. He deserves that redemption story. And things, like I said, have started to turn. But Lamar's going to give us his perspective on that. How does he feel about Brees' apology? Was it sincere? But what can Drew do besides using his words? Because I've said it and multiple Saints fans have said it, at least the reasonable people, and have said, you know, we trust Drew. He's a smart guy and he's saying the right things and he's on the right path. But guess what? Actions are stronger than words. And right now we're getting a lot of words and it's what people want to hear. But you also have to take action and back up your words because if not, then it's just meaningless. Um, And knowing Drew, I've said before, and I'll be on record to say it again, I do think he's going to do the right thing here, but it'll be interesting what he can do. And Lamar's going to give his take on what he can do to follow up those words, whether or not he thinks Drew's going to kneel during this season. Um, We're going to talk about other NFL teams regarding this topic, like the Cowboys with Jerry Jones staying silent, Richard Sherman calling him out on that, what the NFL can possibly do and how this season will look, and of course, maybe a couple of LSU questions sprinkled in there. So let's get started with that interview with former Saints linebacker Lamar Lewis. First off, I want to ask you, man, how's, how are you? How are your family? How's everything going on during this whole quarantine and pandemic? Right. Uh, so far, everything's been good with my family. Um, I actually was affected uh, through my mother and father. They um, had it um, since recovered, and they're doing well. Um, besides that, everything's been great, man. So I want to ask you 
about this whole Drew Brees situation, and there's a lot of different elements to it. Originally, um, I was looking forward to asking you about your tweet, which I will. Um, but, you know, there's so many component, components, so we'll go down and break through the list. So, for starters, you put out a tweet about, you know, you know Drew Brees, you spoke to him, um, and you were talking about mm-hmm. how silence is murder. Can we just talk about that point in particular and why you feel it's so important that people can't just ignore the issue, similar to what Drew did at first and almost turn the blind eye? Can you just... Uh, pinpoint on that and explain to the listeners why when they see something like right. this they have to speak out right well just like you said when you turn a blind eye I mean it really just shows how much you, you care and how much you're affected by it um, you know I was talking the other day about how I mean it, and I find myself doing it as well things that don't affect me um, I really don't speak up about you know it's just we'll, we'll let them handle that you know uh, um, we'll watch from afar but um you know, we're really not helping the situation. We require when we're we are quiet um, and we see an injustice happening. So um, that's what I meant by the silence um, is, is murder. Um, if we go uh, on with our lives like nothing is happening, and we just say, okay, yes, we acknowledge racism um, exists, and we have to do better as a country, and that's where it stops. Um, then, especially being a person in a position of power. I mean, you're doing um, a lot of people are disservice. So I want to ask you about his apology. You know, a lot of people um, were on the fence. You had some people who said, all right, that's it. I'm forgiving Mm -hmm. Drew and others that said, you know what? Not yet. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, We could talk about what he needs to do in a little bit, but first I just want to ask you about his apology. Did you think it came off as sincere? Mm -hmm. Do you think it was more of lip service? Um, I mean, I, I I personally think, um, um, I think the apology was sincere um, to a certain extent. I mean, yes, of course, I mean, to protect his brand, you know, he kind of had to, which kind of um, kind of messes up the sincere, um, how sincere the apology really was. Uh, so you can never truly know. Um, but as I stated, you know, it's going to be the actions that take place after the apology. You know, so um, I'm not saying it wasn't real. And at the same time, I'm not saying it was uh, real. Um, but I did, um, accept the apology, um, just for the simple fact that, you know, um, we can ask for, um, listening ears, you know, and once we have them, I mean, we can ask for attention, but once we have the attention, um, we need to allow those peoples or entities to actually, um, take a second step and, and show action. So for us to say that, you know, um, I don't accept the apology, Drew, you're canceled. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever he feels inside or internally, he's a person of influence. He's a person who can influence change. So if someone's going to help you influence change, no matter what are their true feelings in their heart, you got to allow them to do that. So you you brought up about, you know, what he has to do next, um, you know, to support mm-hmm. his words with action. What do you think he needs to do um, to show the black community that, one, he is their ally, and, two, he's going to be a part of the solution rather than being someone who just turns his cheek? Right. I mean, there's a number of, of, of things he can do. I mean, he took the first step, you know, um, apology, recognizing um, when you're wrong or recognizing when you could have hurt some people. Um, and seeing um, a different perspective and seeing how you could possibly um, how you could have possibly overlooked um, how others feel and other people's shoes and positions. Um, there's a number of things, man. There's a number of things to push for different um, 
policing reform, um, to advocate uh, for different bills, you know, in your local communities um, and, and in the state of Louisiana. Um, just being that, that, that faith, you know, on, on anything that can help the movement, help the cause, you know, showing that you're there. I mean, you're a person of influence. I mean, look at the NFL players. You know, when they came together and they asked the NFL to put out a statement, it, it it didn't take long for the NFL to put out a statement. So, I mean, when you're a person of influence, you know, um, you can invoke change. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that statement because I want to ask you, as someone who's been in the NFL, you know how these guys are, um, especially the higher-ups. Mm-hmm. We've seen Roger Goodell, in a sense, you know, back in 2016, silence these peaceful protests. Now he says, you know, he was right. wrong for doing that. Um, should players, you think, right. believe Goodell and feel like this is finally where the NFL is going to start being progressive and make the necessary changes? Or mm-hmm. would you be a little skeptical about that? Well, I personally, I don't think the NFL is ever going to change. Um, especially in heart um, and, and, and morally, um, it's not going to change. I mean, the owners are, you know, old um, old white men. I mean, let's call it like it is. So um, without them even being white, just them being older people, you know, they're setting their ways. They're not going to change. And now they're old white men, old white men with power and money. Um, they're definitely not going to change, um, especially their views. So that's not going to happen. And Roger Goodell, no matter his personal views, um, he's employed by the owners, you know, so um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I mean, their hand was forced to do this, and even when they came out with the statement, um, they have yet to acknowledge Kaepernick, you know. I mean, people have been protesting. The protest didn't just start. Um, So I personally don't think um, anything is going to change drastically from the NFL side. Um, but I know, um, the power that the NFL does hold, so they can invoke, um, a big change, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you about the idea of kneeling for the anthem and not whether it's right or wrong, because I'm one of those people who agree, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, police brutality. Mm -hmm. It's about racial injustice and, Mm -hmm. and it's not about the military, um, and the flag. When people keep bringing that up though, and they say, oh, you're disrespecting the country. Do you think it's more Mm -hmm. of an ignorance thing or it's literally, we've reached the point in this country where those people are just showing their true colors? I think it's both, you know, definitely we've reached the point where we're showing um, our true colors, and it's definitely an ignorant thing because if you can, if anybody, um, if any one of those people could live um, in a um, brown skin person's shoes, you know, they would understand, but they would never get to understand. So that's where the ignorance comes in. But no, no white person is, is no white person wants to switch roles or whatever wants to switch roles with a black person in America. It's not happening. And then you ask them why, you know, and, and, and then they'll feed you bull, you know. So um, everybody recognizes the problem, um, but they truly don't live where we live, you know. So like as, as we said before, if you're not truly affected, you really don't care. I mean, it, it, it sounds harsh, but that's, that's what it is. Um, so I would say it's, 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 it's both. Do you think we'd see guys like Drew Brees kneel for the anthem or for them, even if he kneels, it's like, you know what, we kind of know Drew's, you know, at least personal opinion. Now he's understanding how everyone else feels, but his personal opinion on the flag mm-hmm. and it wouldn't matter what he does there. How do you feel about that? Well, you already came out and he said he would never agree with um, disrespect towards the flag or anything like that or kneeling. 
So I, I, I don't think um, he can take that back. So I don't see him kneeling. Or if he kneels, I don't think it'll be during the national um, anthem. But it's kind of it's weird because it, it, that just means it's it still you still think it's about the uh, the flag, you know. Um, but I, I just think it's a lot of ignorance, man. Because a lot of um, people are talking as if blacks didn't fight in those same wars as whites, you know. And I don't know. Um, a lot of people are. I see are saying, don't push your views on me. Don't push your feelings on me. And they are the same one wanting us to just um, love the American dream and have so much patriotism when our experience hasn't been the same. Our grandfathers and grandmothers experience has not been the same as your grandmothers and grandfathers experience. So why would we feel the same way or be just as patriotic as you? So it goes both ways. So I want to bring up, I believe you either retweeted or, or, you know, touched upon it on Twitter. Richard Sherman called out Jerry mm-hmm. Jones, and this actually goes back to what you said, and I agree with. If we look at the owners, they're, they're literally just all older white men. Um, and mm-hmm. Jerry Jones has been silent, uh, silent on this, and we already know where he stands. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, mm-hmm. looking at, like, the Cowboys' perspective as a team, is it one of those situations where, you know what, this could actually break up a team because we know how he feels about it and the players don't agree? Or is it one of those things where, unfortunately, we're going to have a lot of athletes like, let's say, a Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott that are like, you know what, I have to, you know, it's wrong, but basically not express myself and play football this way I could get a paycheck from Jerry Jones. Like, how do you how do you feel about that situation in particular in Dallas? I mean, it sucks in Dallas. You know, I mean, you have an owner who's basically said, you know, I'll, I will hire women beaters. I will hire drug addicts before I hire someone who um, protests and fights for their rights. That's disgusting. I mean, it, 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 it's proof, proof in the pudding. I mean, it's actions speak louder than words, and his actions have proven that. So it sucks for someone who actually has to play for them, um, who lives in any sort of um, oppression. Um, that's just an unfortunate situation. And a lot of people, um, a lot of people remain silent, um, you know, because they're fearful of losing their job. We've had a lot of people, uh, call for Colin Kaepernick to get his job back. It's been, you know, four years Mm -hmm. at this point. And even if he's not a starter, people are saying, just give him a job because we know for the most part, a lot Mm -hmm. of backup quarterbacks, and you would know this as a defensive guy, a lot of them really aren't that good. We saw with the Jets, they had a lot of bad uh, issues at backup quarterback. Do you think we're ever going to see him at least get a backup job in the NFL, or do you think that ship has sailed, unfortunately, because of the NFL and their stance on this? Um, I think it's sailed. I mean, if Kaepernick comes back, then the NFL owners lose power. And that's something that they've always held. And um, I think they're very scared to give the players back the power um, or give players power for the first time. So that's – I don't see it happening. So I want to ask you about something that I'm sure you've heard of. Um, I'm pretty sure every athlete's heard of, and and I'm not an athlete, obviously, but I've I've seen it um, been written on Twitter, written everywhere on social media, and it annoys me when people say, you know what, stick to sports. Um, for you personally, why do you think, and, and obviously I, I agree with it, why do you think it's so important that athletes use their voice, use their platform to incite change? I think it's so important because, I mean, look at what we're seeing now. Um just with the NFL, if the athletes didn't say anything, the NFL would not come out with that statement. 
Um, you know, I mean, believe it or not, when you're a high-profile individual, you have access to high-profile things and people look up to you. You know what I'm saying? As a majority, I mean, we all take on the role as role models, as, as people of influence. You know, too much is given, um, much is required. So to say, you know, um, you know, stick to sports or just dribble, um, they only say that when it's something that opposes their views. You know, when it, when it's, when it's, um, aligns with their views and their values and their morals, they're posting all over their pages. So, um, I just think that's again, um, just being blatant and showing who you really are and showing your true colors. Um, and I think our, our president, um, has given America the, 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 the platform to do that. Yeah. So I, honestly, before I let you go, I have two more questions for you. I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. that. Um, it, people have mm-hmm. said, you know, is the NFL starting to separate itself from the president? And obviously we don't need to get super political here, but anyone with, you know, mm-hmm. a realistic uh, opinion is going to say, you know what, he has tried to divide people um, and we all see it. Do you right. think the NFL will, in a sense, just when it comes just strictly to the anthem, nothing else, because you know what, they're still going to hire white owners. They're, they're not going to mm-hmm. give uh, minority coaches their fair shake. We, we never, it's it, sadly, we haven't seen it yet, but when it comes to the anthem, do you think they're mm-hmm. going to say, let them protest, let them kneel, and, and there's going to be no consequences there? Um, if they do, I think it'll be a huge, um, a huge message. You know, I think it would be, um, a pivotal, um, pivotal moment in, in the movement. Because as I said, the NFL has a platform, a huge platform, you know, so we'll see. But it definitely, it definitely w- w- would help. Um, I, I can't see it happening, but it would be huge if it does. But the, 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 the it, it def- they definitely would get backlash from the president, most definitely. Yeah, we've all, we've already seen from his Twitter account. I mean, he's, he's always tweeting. Now, before uh, I let you go, I want to ask you something about uh, your alma mater. LSU had obviously a huge season. Mm-hmm. They dominated. They won the championship. Um, got a lot of LSU fans that always listen to this podcast. So obviously, I'd rather have your opinion on it. Um, how do you think they're going to play mm-hmm. this year? Think it's going to be a championship hangover? Or you think we're going to see another um, double digit win season and, and another successful year under Coach O? Um, I think it'll be another double digit um, win season. But, you know, making it to the championship, it's, it's a hard task, man, you know. So, um, we'll see. I think it'll have to do with um, the competition as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still confident in that team. You know, that, that new offense is still new, man. You know, so they have more players um, who came in with that offense, you know, getting used to that offense. You have some players return on defense, you know. So, 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 we'll see. I think it's a little too early to call it, but um, we'll see, man. Hey, look, I, I'll tell you what, people in Louisiana will take another double-digit win season uh, for sure. Anyway, Lamar, oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you've been putting out there. Um, and I appreciate you just voicing your opinion and making sure you don't just stick to sports because, like we said, I mean, I just don't agree with it. But I, I thank you so much for taking the time, man. I wish you and your family all the best. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Once again, that was Lamar Lewis, a former Saints linebacker and former LSU star um, and like I said in the beginning of the show, Lamar was very vocal when Drew Brees first made those comments. And as he just illustrated now uh, in this interview, 
he accepted the apology. And now, similar to myself, similar to many other Saints fans, um, former NFL players, current NFL players, you're all looking to see what the next step is. And I have to say this as a disclaimer because for some reason, there's always going to be people that are going to take it the wrong way. But this isn't a show to sit here and say, man, Drew Brees is a bad guy. Or man, you know, Drew Brees is, is really showing his true colors. No, it's about the fact is Drew Brees is a good guy. So when someone like that does slip up, does sound a little tone deaf at a certain topic, it comes off as a shock. It hurts people. And the best way you can figure out how to fix a situation is by listening, by understanding. And guess what? Drew is doing that. So it's not here to rip Drew. It's just here to say, this is why the black community specifically needs a guy like Drew Brees to step up. Because when Drew Brees steps up to the plate, people will listen. And yeah, sure, you're going to have your certain section of fans that are going to say, man, I'm boycotting the NFL. I'm boycotting Drew Brees. This is bullshit. He should have stand. Uh, he should have, you know, stuck by his true words and shows that he he loves the flag. It's not about the flag. So stop bringing up the damn flag. Like at the end of the day, I know Drew Brees has a good heart. We've all seen it, um, and I think he's going to actually come out of this situation for the better. It just took backlash, and it took a lot of criticism for him to be able to open his eyes. And similar to what Lamar said, silence is murder in a situation like this. Because if you see the problem and you still walk away. What are you doing? It's like when you walk on a subway and they tell you, if you see something, say something. Dude, if I see, let's say, some suspicious bag or something, why would I just walk away? Like, I'm going to make sure this situation gets figured out because maybe it doesn't harm yourself, but it might harm others. And you could have done something to stop it, but instead you chose back and just and walked away. Can't stand for that. You just can't. Um, so I think Drew's going to make this better. I am not here to bash Drew Brees. We are simply here, um, and I'm simply doing podcasts like this where I have Lamar come on. Not just to enlighten everyone, just so we can get a different take. This is such an important topic. It's not going to go away. The people who want it to go away by tomorrow, it's not. The people who want it to go away in two weeks from now, it's not. The people who think by the start of the season it will be gone, it will not be gone. So the, the quicker everyone attacks this issue and figures it out, the sooner we get past this. And if we don't, it's just going to keep lingering like it has been for the last hundreds of years. So let's figure this all out together. I'm going to say it one more time. I am not here to just shit on Drew Brees. He's a good man. He means well. I think he's going to make this right. But he did have a little bit of a slip up there, and it just came out very tone deaf and insensitive. Um, But I do think he's going to make this very well and figure out a way to correct this situation. But that's going to do it, guys. For this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, if you haven't already, review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Spotify. And until then, guys, I'll probably have another podcast out either Monday or Tuesday of next week. Try to get another guest on for that one as well. I'll be looking into booking one from now. Um, But enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Stay safe. Take care. And let's hope the Saints give us a stress-free weekend without any dramatic posts on social media.